0: Tech Yeah Podcast. That's
1: pretty Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the internet's number one podcast for tech news, presented by uh, Bill and Tony.
0: Yes, it's, it's Tech Yeah. It's time. Buckle up for Tech Yeah Podcast episode thirty-two. I feel like
1: our, the expectation is going to be set way too high right now. No, we're popping. So off. whatever, whatever good. your expectations are right now, just lower it a little bit. It's been a, it's been kind of a slow. We've got some interesting topics, but yeah. we'll we'll see where they go. I, I think they're more newsworthy than potentially interesting topics, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I think that like uh, we're kind of in this weird cycle where uh, politics has taken over. <laughs> Like, I feel like we're going to be this way until 2020.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, keep in mind, though, that there's only 535 days until the election. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) I feel like, but, you know, I feel like, like, (laughs) like super hard politics have taken over and will continue to take over the news cycle until at least. I think what's going to... Well, I don't want to talk about politics, but once <laughs> Biden gets nominated, people will stop talking about politics. Yeah, probably. Because everyone's going to just be like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I hate politics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. So uh, we're we're back. We're live. Episode 32. Um, well, we're
1: not technically live, but...
0: We're alive. This is pre-recorded. <laughs> we're alive. We're alive. Uh, this is
1: pre-recorded. <laughs>
0: Yeah. so don't don't like
1: expect us to respond to your comments no just in ex- real time expect whatever you want just yeah yell true. it
0: out in the car and uh we'll respond. maria no you can't say that yeah <laughs> watch your mouth <laughs> watch it um while we're doing uh while we're in the intro make sure to check tech- check out com and uh pizza. i haven't set up the redirect yet for the dot pizza domain <laughs> So that techie dot should be easy to remember though for, Doesn't uh, actually for go anywhere yet. Yeah. But com tech-yout. is up. I'm still working on it. It's just a WordPress site right now. But uh check it out. It's got all of our social links. So I don't gotta tell you those anymore, uh, which is a joy. I'm glad to not have to say them all. Um and uh and has all the newest episodes and
1: everything. Yeah, com is a pretty easy thing to remember and
0: yeah. it's not as easy as techy No. But that's pretty sweet, though. I'll get that up pretty quick. Okay. Don't worry. That, that's right. that's happening right now. Good, good. Um, all right. It's in the oven. It's in the oven. And, uh, and yeah, there you can go to get all the latest episodes. You can watch the videos there. You can listen to the podcast there. And I actually want to start publishing... Some articles there. I got a couple of writers lined up to try and get some stuff published. Some Love it. Tech reviews and some, you know, some do's and don'ts of check, tech- that, check that out and games. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is a that's
1: pretty. That's uh, next level. We're taking an it next level here. here. Yeah. Okay. Welcome I, to the tech, yeah, empire. Yeah,
0: I realize SEO is probably the most important thing I should be doing.
1: Search engine optimization for the layperson.
0: So you know, I don't know if you guys know about SEO, but. If you don't, since I threw it out there, I'll tell you, it just means having links that other people link to. Google sees that and thinks that you are a professional site when people link to your content and uh, will then rank your content high yeah, when people search Google.
1: Okay. We're going to talk yeah. about you later, Google.
0: Oh, you're coming.
1: <laughs> you're going to have your time, Google.
0: Uh, Bill, but before we get too deep into this, uh, yeah. how was your week? How things uh, going?
1: Well, it's been fine. Uh, I had a couple of flights this weekend, my first back-to-back so that was cool, like a night flight and then a morning flight, oh. so didn't have much time to decompress after the first one. I
0: thought back-to-back when back you were surrounded by bad guys. No,
1: that's a, that, I was actually potentially surrounded by a bad guy. Mm. So I don't know how familiar you are with World War II uh, uh-huh. fighter aircraft, relatively. I mean, you played War Thunder. P-50
0: whatever, Mustang?
1: Uh, P-51, yeah. So there's a P-40, Ooh. and that's the one with like the shark teeth on the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen, I mean, it's it's one of the most recognizable planes other than the Mustang. Um, so there were a handful of World War II planes flying around John Wayne this weekend. It's a uh, a company or an organization called the Collins, Collings or Collins Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they have four World War II planes that they travel uh you know travel the country with and go to air shows and they give rides and have vets show up and it's it's a cool organization um and i've seen uh i've seen them a couple of times but it's really cool to be to you know if they're in your town they will fly around the city so all weekend there was a b-17 like circling uh, you know b-24 b-25 just circling About my a lag is
0: that what they call that plane The L A G G something? Oh, I don't know. It's one of the Russian aircraft, I think, in War Thunder. Oh, I play a lot of War Thunder. Yeah,
1: there was no Russians. It was just it's a it's a P forty, P fifty one, B twenty four, B twenty five, B seventeen. What
0: about like a Yak one? B? or any of those? No Yaks.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: that's the plane I like. Yaks are cool. Yeah, they got the big cannons on them.
1: Yeah, they're very they're weird, but they're they're cool mm-hmm. um so anyway so we're up uh we're up doing some air work just basically flying and like literally flying in circles um and the approach controller gets on the radio and they they call out uh traffic for you on radar so they they're looking at little radar targets and you know they'll they'll say to us um you know cessna you have traffic uh at your six o'clock four miles uh going uh, south to north that's a P forty. I'm just like, are you kid are you kidding me right now that like he's first of all I was like, Oh, he's at our six, we're already dead.
0: Mm. You got run up on.
1: Yeah, we're already gone. If that thing's at your six o'clock and you're in a one seventy two, you're you're out of the sky.
0: I didn't know you were dogfighting up there. You yeah. That's way more exciting than uh Just flying around. Your other stories. Yeah.
1: Um so that was kinda cool. That was not really the highlight of the trip, but I felt like it was like your kind of mile affinity for uh, World War II planes, as a result of video games, um, it was cool to be up in the air with a, our traffic being
0: a f- old fighter. What do you like to fly in War Thunder? What country? U.S. U.S. Really?
1: Yeah, U.S. or Britain. I mean, the the Russians um, have some cool planes. The Germans have probably, arguably, the best planes. The Germans have the best planes. Uh, but the it's just it's kind of weird. It's weird to be on the Axis side. Really? I I feel like that too with like um Battlefield. I always felt like I was like I felt dirty if I was with the Ch- you know like on the Chinese or on the Russians or the Germans like whatever yeah. whatever Battlefield you're on. I don't know if you ever felt that way like when you're in the pre-select scene or screen. I mean
0: I get it. I I never really like I've always even since my childhood been good at compartmentalizing, right? So like I never I never kind of felt as, like, Oh, I can't believe I'm the Nazis, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I get like why people would. It's just like never like triggered that in me. But, you know, I've i played video games forever. So like disassociation's like I think such a big part of healthily gaming and not like going crazy
1: yeah you know and i never went crazy but it was just, just always saying, yeah yeah it was just like it was just like selecting a player on mario kart you know like i try to go to yoshi really quick or toad you know and it's like if it's like oh someone's got oh toad is already you know some damn it it's koopa troopers the <laughs> way to go anyway <laughs> um so like whenever the u.s side was phil
0: i'm like ah, oh, damn it and then i'd go to the russian side yeah, US the u.s has Jinx. some fun planes yeah but you know russia's got some some real beasts out there so yeah the, the germans are nuts the
1: Germans were, yeah. I mean, the German engineering was so advanced. They put so much time and energy into the engineering part of it. Um, which I mean, they they still build amazing stuff. The Russians were really talented, but they weren't as skilled engineering wise. So they had really good ideas and really cool designs, but they didn't. They
0: couldn't execute. They had a lot of resources too.
1: They had a lot of resources but they just they weren't executing at the same level that the Germans were in I'm terms of quality. I'm saying that they were
0: successful at any rate right because they had their resources. Yeah, they were like, just making a bunch of tanks and yeah. stuff. It
1: wasn't like their tanks weren't better. And that was it was kind of like the the US was somewhere in between the two. Mm-hmm. Where they were making more than the Germans but they were making them better than the Russians. Yeah. And that kind of and they made a couple of really key innovations that the Germans and Russians never did in or did not to the same level. I mean, the P 51 for an example was like such, I mean, it was just that saved the war yeah. on both fronts. Cause it had the range to keep up with the bombers as escorts and the speed and the maneuverability to fight, you know, the, the bad guys in a dogfight. Mm. and you couldn't, they, you know, the, um, you know, the British, uh, spitfires and those planes, like they didn't have that same range and they just weren't,
0: as effective this is airplane talk with airplane talk. Tony. sorry
1: i apologize tony how was your weekend
0: it was uh it was pretty good uh talked about airplanes a lot though no. um <laughs> we need i did, you got to give me like one episode yeah i that know would be we kinda should fun. do like an airplane that like, would be kind of fun we should do like airplane like from like world war one to today yeah like uh like a timeline. Oh, a retrospective. Yeah, like I give you like 10 minutes a decade. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Boo, 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 boo. yeah. Um, my week was pretty good. I've been playing this game and it makes me feel like a bad person. It's called Mordhow. It's like a new indie kind of game. And it's... Uh, you ever played Chivalry?
1: No, but I've heard a lot about it. So it's it.
0: like a sword... It's like a melee first person game. Okay. Right? Yeah. And it's got like every kind of... Which is a great idea for a game. It's medieval based, right? So it's every kind of medieval weapon. There are... Like bow and arrows and crossbows and stuff, but they're slow. Like the weapon, really of that slow to time, reload, right? And you're armored, so yeah, it's hard to puncture armor. Like it's good against light armor people, but there's everything from like mauls, you know, like big hammers to to spears, to swords and rapiers and great swords, and um, and it is it is like the most gratifying and gleeful game, and it's terrible because what you're doing is disgusting. You Are know?
1: you? I mean, is it dismemberment? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's like your Games of Thrones.
0: It's like someone will be blocking, and so you just take a swipe, and at the last second, like, duck down low and chop their legs off. And it actually and it chops, chops their legs the legs off. off. They fall down with no legs.
1: See, that's what I really think was is missing from video games, yeah. from a lot of, like, mature-rated video games. And I don't know if it's necessarily a technical issue or more of a, like, content, like, keeping it from being really over the top. But if you, if you throw a grenade in GTA and you got the ragdoll physics of some NPC going yeah. flying, like, why not just chop them up into bits? Yeah. It's and same a, with Battlefield.
0: Yeah, the same with all those games, right? Like yeah. I mean, especially, like, it's funny because Call of Duty is, like, the opposite of that. Like, none of your bullets really matter. You know, like, it kind of does it, but at the same time, it's so arcadey that it's, like, it kind of doesn't seem like you're killing people. Yeah. You know? But in this game, man, like, like, I like... So I think the funnest weapon is the Maul, which is like a war, like a a hammer, but it's not really big. It's uh-huh. like it's like a, I'd say it's like two and a half feet with a big heavy hammer. Okay. On the end right. It's almost like a sledgehammer, right? And uh, and you just like wind that thing up, like especially like because it's big fights. It's like sixty four man maps, right? So people are all mixed. Oh, up. Oh, it's multiplayer. Each. It's multiplayer. Okay, so people are all mixed up with each other, right? Okay, and you like. You like get around them real quick and you see like some people fighting and you just wind up like an overhand swing and just come running at them. Like like, so you're like a full sprint things up over your head and you come down and you catch somebody on the head and they like they just crumple like they're just like they just like it's are you hit them from the side and they just they're just. Their body just flips out of the way. Their heads come off sometimes. Oh, that's awesome. Like, it is.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I wasn't expecting it to be multiplayer. That's actually kind of cool. So what was the game you... The the precursor that you said? Chivalry. Chivalry. And that, that was not... That had multiplayer, too. Oh, it did have multiplayer? It have, it multiplayer? have some, yeah. It had okay. a
0: little both. This game's kind of in like a pre-release. It's 30 bucks, But it's... Uh, and I'm going to talk about it more on the games podcast if you guys want to hear about that. But uh, But it is a a joy to play so do you think that it is technologically more difficult to
1: dismember a a character or that they make it from a content choice Mm. the decision not to
0: i think it's i think it's a little of both right um like i think when you you know like we've been playing mortal Kombat, right and in that game everyone's getting their heads chopped off and i think like i mortal Kombat kind of bothers me how gory it is but also it's kind of cartoonish and it's and it's over the top so over level the top. of gore. Yeah. Where this game, like, like dismemberment, right? It's hard to dismember someone with an act or with a hammer. But if you have like a like a two handed like a great sword or something, and you come in from the right angle, and it angles matter. Like where you make contact makes contact. It's not
1: just like chopping off your arm. Like if you hit hit in
0: this region, no. an arm comes off. No, but if you come up high on somebody and you catch them, like heads will come off. If you duck down low and get under their shield, like. You will catch their leg, and their leg will come off. Awesome! I got to look up videos for this. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: does it does it seem to be dynamic where the dismemberment happens? Oh yeah, it is. It okay. does feel dynamic. So yeah. you can like chop off from, from the ankle if you're aiming there, or like from it. like yeah. the thigh. Yeah, it that's seems pretty like cool. It. Yeah,
0: um, it's a good game. It's fun. It's um, it's gross and uh, makes you feel like a bad person when you finally like get out of it and look at what you've been doing. Uh, You know, like, it's funny. On Saturday or Sunday, I was playing a lot. And um, I texted my friend the day before. I'm like, hey, if you want to go see Pikachu tomorrow, like, let me know. And she ended up texting me in the afternoon. And I just, like, realized, like, I've been playing this all morning. Like, I stepped away from it and was like, man, I've just been, like, running around chopping off heads for, like, hours. Like, what's wrong with me? Sounds so satisfying. And just smiling, right? Like, just being so, like, giddy about it. It's really... It's really rough. That's pretty funny. It is pretty That's scary. really
1: funny. I've I've always thought of that. It's kind of bothered me in some games where there is a lot of gore and violence, yeah. and they remove that that aspect of it. It just seems like it, it it to me from a technical standpoint. It seems so doable. Like why would they not do yeah. that? Like Battlefield, why would you not have that as just like a uh, you know maybe not all the time uh, you know as a gratuitous you know part of the game, but just i mean if someone if there's a bomb and someone i mean like
0: yeah i think there's a certain amount of like not wanting to it's funny because you know it's like this thing where i think they want to kind of deny that i think it's a human and i think it's messed up because like i don't have any like real desire to enact violence like if i if i chop, i i couldn't chop someone's leg off if you paid me money like not like I would be so just disgusted by the idea. Like if you told me to like cut into someone's like with a scalpel, oh. I would just be like, no, like yeah. no, like no way. Like yeah. I will not do that. And but regardless, on a base level, I think that there is this like in, inherent human or at least men, at least male like uh, desire to like to like destroy. You know what I mean? Like I like I put on death metal when I play this game, <laughs> and it's just like it it. It triggers this emotional response that is like so giddy, and I think that like like embracing that is um is not considered PC right now, right? Like, and I don't think it's like that on a like it's a very
1: tosc- toxic masculinity. I Tony. mean, it
0: is kind, you know. Please, and I think it's in a way that seems not worth the squeeze, right? Like, like you're not really gaining that much. By including that kind of thing, right? Like if you're battlefield, right? If you're
1: battlefield, I can I will buy the argument all day long that battlefield is going to make not potentially make light of something that is currently happening. Yeah. Like people aren't getting their legs chopped off by broadswords right now anymore. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's just something that doesn't happen. But people, you know, are soldiers getting shot, are yeah. getting shot at and blown up and body parts missing and i can see there being an an argument for look th- it's bad enough that that we're depicting these battles and violence um well, so realistically violence, yeah. yeah and now now we're kind of adding a like like torture porn
0: type of you know added bonus to that and not even like just a torture porn like like a a very re- a mostly rewarding amount yeah. of torture like you know i think if it if people didn't like it when it happened yeah it would be easier to include it right if it was like a oh right. like this is rough right you know i think then including it would be like okay but when you include it and people are just like giddily blowing everyone's legs off you know what i mean yeah then it's like i don't know if this is the response we want from you know what i mean <laughs> for people playing this yeah. game right yeah and i think it would show in reviews too i think i think when you do that you have this uh this kind of fear that um, like reviews will come out, and the the st- the review will say, like that this is kind of a you know torture porn or Over glorifying this kind of torturous nature of war that's yeah. not cool.
1: I could see it from the like from those types of games, like multiplayer. I kind of see because it's there's a competitive nature, and there's another person on the other end of that character. I can see it being you know that mentality of like we don't want to glorify. These actions, as they're um, put onto other humans, yeah. But from a single player standpoint, if you've got like a battlefield, uh, you know, World War One, you know, Battlefield One or a Call of Duty, we're going back to World War Two, and you're using that as a reminder, like a historical reminder, like, dude, World War One was brutal. Yeah, like there are people that came maimed out of that and stuff, and like we need to be, you know, we need to. Remember like, we have the technology to remind us of the horrors of war and not not make it like a see how many legs you can blow off of this round. Yeah you I know, think kind Wolfenstein
0: of does a good job of kind of having a fun game that's based in uh, a historical time period. like it's an alternate history but a historical enemy that is uh, extremely like gory. You know? yeah and like zombie nazis right or something like that no like even just regular like the just regular nazis the wolf and, yeah it's regular nazis but it's like head crushing and like, yeah you know like it's it's rough at times yeah. that game
1: well i don't think anyone will complain about dismembering nazis that's what's so funny right? yeah like you could just you know we'll we'll chop off body parts all day long if they're nazis yeah which is the funny kind of like hypocritical part of that but yeah. um there's a definitely cathartic
0: <laughs> everyone has global that. beliefs in morality until it comes to Nazis. yeah it's <laughs> like oh yeah you can yeah, you, you can, can chop them hey, up whatever. into little bits yeah, yeah that's fine yeah, i would never put it in the arcade someone, we it. don't care yeah. <laughs> set this up in round table yeah, let, so let kids go nuts um yeah it's so bad but uh so i, I did not intend to go on such a tangent on it's the interesting I,
1: I just thought that was, that's interesting because i i've had that thought that that is a a seemingly missing part of video games that I don't know. It's kind of it's cool that there's at least an option for that if you kind of feel like you need to do that.
0: It's an interesting tell just on human psychology and kind of the psychology behind selling Mm -hmm. uh, games as a product, you know, and like what you want to, yeah, what you want your game to be about, what you want the fun or the celebration to be in in your game, right?
1: Yeah. Do you want the high score? Do you want the most kills, or do you want to see body parts go flying all over the screen? Yeah. Those are those are distinct people. I feel.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Or, you know, I think there's crossover. There right? can
1: be crossover for sure. But I think that you're, most people are going to be in one category. I think or the, the pleasure other. centers are different for yeah. those three things, right? And yeah. I
0: think some people can hit all three of them, some people hit once and people heal, yeah. heal two.
1: Yeah. And I mean, really, the, the person that's playing and get, trying to get the high score regardless. And, they're, you know, they may or may not like the disembodiment. And then there's the people that I don't care what have. I don't care if our team loses. Yeah. I just want to chop, chop off, off so many heads. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm here for to do is
0: just chop heads off. Um, so also I watched the detective Pikachu movie yesterday. And
1: what is the official tech? Yeah. Review of detective Pikachu. Uh,
0: so the movie had a, um, a story. It was not necessarily compelling. I felt like, um, all of the characters are written as like children's movie characters, except for Pikachu. It's almost like Ryan Reynolds wrote his own lines, right? Like, um, like there's a kind of a boy meets girl kind of story in there and it's very like coy and like kids' movie and their interactions. But the whole time's like Detective Pikachu's like, Yeah, get at her, kid you know, like and you're like, What, Detective Pikachu? you know, like he he seems like the only adult in the world and he's ador you know, this cute little Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a bit uh, misplaced in some scenes. Well wasn't
1: he like that in the cartoon No, movie Pikachu or... doesn't talk. I know, but the, the detective Pikachu oh, yeah, I'm sure. comic or whatever the hell it was, I think he was I never was...
0: watched or play it was a game actually. It was a game. Yeah, yeah, I, that's right. I never yeah. played it. Yeah. That's but right. um, I'm sure that's some of it, but not even like gruffness, more like like awareness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like where I felt like Detective Pikachu seemed like the only person aware of like the real world you know what i mean where everyone else was very much in like pokemon world well
1: that that's also ryan reynolds shtick for the last however many years i mean that is deadpool
0: yeah but at least in deadpool it seemed like there was active participants in it where this seemed like they were everyone else was just like i gotta follow the script i gotta do my job and ryan reynolds is just hamming it up the whole time yeah you know um but it's fun it's a fun movie I, i feel like i've been shit talking it for the past couple minutes but It's a fun movie. If you like Pokemon, um, you should definitely check it out. I would say go with some friends, um, laugh at the serious stuff, and don't laugh at the funny stuff. You know, even some of the funny stuff is pretty funny, but you know, it's just like it's a kids movie. So some of the places where it tries to have weight or where it tries to uh, set up kind of you know plot devices are so like clumsy. You're just like like what like you know, but. but that's kind of fun if you're with the right group and and you're kind of there to have a good time. So, uh, my official go see it score is a seven and a half. My quality movie score is a six out of ten. Lovely,
1: yeah. It's a fair, honest review. Thanks, Tony's I, take.
0: I uh, I pride myself on my honesty. All oh, right. it's, it's all. It's your hallmark. Yeah, my hallmark is that I am uh, truthful. I guess. I guess that's my new hallmark. New hallmark identified. <laughs> um okay so we're gonna get into the news we only got a couple stories today so um
1: we're not gonna make you work too hard this week
0: yeah this is a pretty easy one (laughs) um we've talked about pikachu and video games for half the show so uh hopefully that means these couple stories we'll wait it we'll wait it up a little bit i'm sure i'm i know the last story will invoke uh some violence between us so um so, Google announced at their uh, I.O. Google. event... It's their I.O., right? was the last one. Um, they dropped the Google Pixel 3a and the Pixel 3a XL. Have you heard of these phones? These are cell
1: phones, for those of you unfamiliar. Hmm. Um, tell me about them.
0: So, the 3a and the 3a XL um, basically have all the features of the modern Pixel 3 camera, which is widely considered the best camera in cell phones right now, um, with a hardware and software wise yeah um but their their processor their their soc is actually a little older it's a snapdragon 670 which is a couple generations old um but by doing so they've gotten the prices down to 399 for a 3a and 479 for 3a xl it's not bad yep so it's a 5.6 inch screen oled uh or a six inch oled
1: that's not bad, I think these phones are going to start um well I mean they are because the story exists, and the the apple uh x r mm-hmm. um what was what's the samsung ten? I don't even know what Samsung something. calls their cheap phones, but they're
0: those things are always popping up like. yeah,
1: but I think there there's like this uh this race for. Supremacy in the flagship phone space, and that's where all of the attention is from everybody. And they're they're well over a thousand dollars for these phones now. Mm -hmm. And unless you're constantly gaming on them or creating like legitimate content, whether it's editing videos or you know podcasts or doing anything that's processor intensive. They're so overkill for what most people use them for.
0: I really don't understand, <laughs> like, like the need for these uh, flagship phones. Like, I have a, a Huawei Mate 9, right? So, this is what I'm using right now. And this phone came out, it was a flagship phone in 2014, right? Like, it's old. And, you know, I look at this Pixel 3a and I'm like, everyone's like, oh, well, the processor's so slow. I'm like, it's an upgrade for my phone. You know what I mean? And I'm surviving. And an amazing camera, and it's 400 bucks. Like, part of me is like, hey, maybe I should upgrade. My glass is all scratched. You know, this phone's old, right? Um, And I'm like, hey, that seems like a really reasonable upgrade path for me. And I can buy it outright unlocked and not have to, uh, you know, lock into some Mm -hmm. $20 a month overpay system to get it, which is what everyone seems to do on these flagship phones, right? Which I don't understand is like, you know they're like, oh, you know you can get this the Galaxy Ten for thirty nine dollars a month. I mean you're gonna pay forty dollars a month for two years. It's like nine hundred and fifty dollars. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. working in all the other fees, like yeah. that's so much money. Like and everyone acts like they're not uh ah, you know it's thirty dollars a month. It's just like. Don't you understand what installments it's, are like what it means?
1: Well, I mean, I go I bought my S9 through Samsung Direct and mm-hmm. I got 0% financing for it. And that model, I I really don't mind that from a like especially coming from a manufacturer cuz it's an it's an unlocked phone. It's it's not car- carrier specific, so I am and it may be misplaced, but I'm a little bit more trusting of that because Sam- all Samsung cares about is selling me the hardware. Yeah. I think that's more reasonable. So, you know, to get 0% financing for a couple of years and it's, and it's, you know, that same 28 bucks a month or whatever. Um, that didn't seem like too bad of a deal to me to get a phone that's going to last me, you know, three years, if we're being honest at most, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully I can stretch it a little bit longer. This theme, this seems to be hanging in there a little bit more than some of my other phones have in the past. Um, but that's just kind of the way people tend to think of things now where look at all the car commercials that you see now. There, When was the last time you saw a car commercial that had the actual price of the car mm-hmm. listed? You know, it's it's all lease numbers or, or in-house financing, you know, unapproved credit. You know, th- uh, only get get this new Kia for 199. You know, a month. People are just so into um, their monthly finances as a way to budget for things that if they can afford it per month, that's all they really care about. And it even goes into the subscription models for stuff. You know, it's Netflix is 10 dollars a month. That if if someone said to you in january okay you get netflix for the year but it's a hundred and twenty dollars people probably wouldn't do that yeah um but it's it's so everyone's so month-to-month focused now that 30 40 bucks for the new phone the hottest latest new thing people are going to do that for sure
0: yeah no i agree and i think it is like they've definitely found a loophole where people just are willing to jump into installments if they can afford it right why not same thing i mean i think I think in a lot of ways, like, car salesmen figure this out first, right, with that force wear thing that was always the the, yeah. the big, like, scandal of car sales a while yeah, ago, yeah. right, where it's like, here's your dad, here's your installment, who cares what it costs, right? Right. And um, and that's kind of the mentality that's permeated kind of all of retailing right now. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, just, like, no one owns anything anymore. Yeah. It's it, just borrowed or rented or, you know, you the bank owns it or, or whatever, Which is fine. I mean, it's cool, but I think more people are going to start to like, oh, dude, I don't like. Why do I need? It's because it's getting so outrageous, where even if you look at the, you know, forty five dollars a month. Oh, I can I can spend forty five dollars a month, but I see in small print that that's a thirteen hundred dollar phone. You're like, oh my god, that's a thirteen hundred dollar telephone. Yeah, I in like start to feel uneasy about that, and then start looking at well, this phone is. I mean, it's faster than the one i have now i mean hell i'd get my phone now again if it was just like the battery was new and the screen was fine you know like all that kind of stuff like you just for like half the price i'd get a two-year-old flagship phone um so i think that will more of those phones will start to to pop up Mm -hmm. and more of them will start to become successful and start to you know the prices will start to come down for sure
0: i agree all right um Bill, you got a, a real heater on your hands. Talk I've got a
1: couple. So this first one is really not a huge, huge... St- I mean, it's a it's a big story, but it's not... It's kind of just a story. It's just a news, news story. So um, this is from the Washington Post. Uh, Supreme Court rules against Apple, allowing lawsuit-targeting App Store to proceed. So Apple suffered... Uh, this is from uh, Tony Rom and Robert Barnes of the WAPO... Uh, Apple suffered a significant defeat at the Supreme Court on Monday. So this is hot off the press um, as we're delivering it to you. And it's a day old if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Um, When when the justices ruled that consumers could forge ahead with a lawsuit against the tech giant over the way it manages its app store. The 5-4 decision allows device owners to proceed with a case that alleges Apple has acted as a monopoly by requiring iPhone and iPad users to download apps only from its portal while taking a cut of some sales made through the store. The ruling could have serious repercussions for one of Apple's most lucrative lines of business while opening the door for similar legal actions targeting other tech giants in Silicon Valley, Google, and Facebook. So that's basically the story. It's the Supreme Court has allowed a class action lawsuit to proceed um, regarding that. Um, Doesn't necessarily say that they that Apple loses that, but it's just one. It's the first loss of probably many to come.
0: And finding that these um, that this even just kind of agreeing that this ideology is um, worth discussing at the Supreme Court level. You know what I mean? Really does open it up to. Uh, to future litigation, even if this specific case doesn't go through, uh, it shows a future where these app stores cannot kind of be this ubiquitous, uh, kind of sales channel for, for phone software. Right. And, you know, I get it. I think it does suck that, I mean, at least on at least Android phones natively allowed sideloading, right. Which isn't always great, but it works, you know, like at least there's a methodology. If you're willing to Google around a bit. You can find a way. Uh, Apple will not let you sideload unless you jailbreak your phone, which I don't even know if that's still a thing. I remember it used to be like a big thing.
1: Jailbreaking. Jailbreaking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that's still a thing. I think think. it is still a thing. Yeah. Uh, But um, so, you know, you really have to void your warranty and kind of uh, break your software agreement if you're going to try and sideload on an iPhone. And that does seem crummy and illegal. (laughs) Like it's for lack of a better term. Uh, it,
1: it's a weird the the conversation, and I want to keep this part of the story uh, specific to the, the app store, as a, um, you know, regarding Apple. They their ecosystem, and I know you know that's been like a a meme, <laughs> the Apple ecosystem. Um, but they their app store is uh, notoriously difficult to get into. Yeah, and they've they've cornered so much of the market in the past where like you have android which is servicing many different devices and you have apple servicing only apple devices and you've got apple that at at some point in the in the not too distant past was a significant chunk of mobile users that had an apple phone and it was the iphone you know i mean back when there weren't multiple variants of it even so you had the iPhone and the iPad and all of the apps were developed specifically for those devices, which made the experience on a lot of apps much better on the Apple products because the developers were developing for one piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. Whereas the same app or you know a different app on Android could have a v- wide varying uh, quality level, for these apps, because yeah. you've got many different phones, you know, different
0: display sizes, different memory configurations, yeah, yeah different memory processors.
1: and processors and screen resolutions and all kinds of stuff that that are just mind-boggling to uh, try to develop around. So you had a lot of developers that, because of that, would only develop apps for Apple, which is a very smart thing to do. One of the apps that I use the most was to, is currently developed only for Apple products and yeah. it's a pain in the butt
0: I think their share right now is and uh, as of April the last I heard it' 75 percent Android 20% Apple five percent other
1: and it's dropping it used to be more it Apple, used to I be think.
0: much it used to be almost a 5050 yeah um, and I think a lot of Android adoption comes from uh, you know uh, New markets, as you, as they would call them, third world. Countries yeah, they right. Develop, India right. and
1: China and all that stuff, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I think it'll start swinging back, but the the benefit of the app store being very like being locked down and going through a longer process to get the app approved, like we you submit an app to the Apple iStore, or I you know yeah, iStore no, App Store App Store yeah. Um, and they have to go through like, they have to verify it and validate it mm-hmm. before you can get approved to be sold on there. So there was always this like um, weird release schedule between the two devices.: Even d- now, even still. getting
0: this show on the app store, like I had to pay a third party to do it, right? Like mm-hmm. personally trying to get something published as an individual to the app store, uh, there's a better process now. But mm-hmm. by going through a third party, it's like having someone facilitate that for you is the best way to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And
1: the the crappy part for that is that it it stifles a lot of the smaller developers mm-hmm. and creators. But there's also a much higher quality. It's curated. Those apps are curated. Some like, of them. I mean,
0: I don't think it's as good as it used to be.
1: No, it's definitely not as good as it used to be. But that was like kind of their the drum that they were beating was yeah. that, you know, like we check all these apps. This is all, this stuff all works and is validated. Google is just the wild west of, you know, you it might be a virus, yeah, you know, that kind wild of west, that's for sure. like that kind of thing. So I, I liked what the, the product they were trying to make, but what I think they were, you know, what is going to be determined now in this lawsuit is, were they doing this to an unfair level Um, in in creating a monopoly for what apps you want to put on your phone.
0: Yeah, I think that's the problem is that there's no, they purposely created a system where nothing else can be loaded on that phone. And uh, if you own that phone, which I think recent uh, decisions have shown, um, that you do have some ownership over that device, that they can't just say like, yeah, sure, yeah, it's your phone, but if you want to load anything, you have to pay us as well for that. You know, you can't block the usage yeah so if you
1: pay if you pay five bucks for an app it's not going all that money obviously is not going to the developer now that may seem like when you when you hear that it may be like yeah no no kidding but it's not that clear from the majority of people that are buying apps well
0: and clarity or not even if it is clear that you're paying apple for all those like Cl- uh, clarity aside, is it fair to the developer and the user that um, that the only way to load the software is through paying this fee? Like I think that is the epitome of what monopolizing is, right? It's like we've closed this ecosystem. Um, we've closed uh, your ability to work outside of this ecosystem. So if you want to get something from point A to point B, you will pay the Apple toll. And uh, and there was no other way to do it, you know. And I think that's the issue at hand. Um,
1: and it's really it's it's a,
0: to the detriment of
1: the developer more so than the consumer at face value yeah. because you're not the ones paying Apple. The price is the same to the consumer. the price is the same, and like you could the developer could say, well, okay, well we have to cut you know Apple in so we're gonna raise the app price 20% like for sure that does happen as a result of these added fees to it to for the developer to recoup some of that cost but it's it's coming out of their pocket not yeah. yours particular you know it's not like the ATM fee where you know you, you take out five bucks and you actually get charged 525 yeah or two bucks on top yeah it's it's not that it's you know it's it's a tax underneath what you're paying that's Basically, the developers paying to have their product on that service. Yeah, because
0: software is basically always going to cost the most you'll pay for it. Yeah. Right? So, like, they yeah. can't really change the price based on that cut they pay Apple. They're not going to lower the price because they're only getting... They're getting a 100% down to the 70%. You know, if you're willing to pay $5 for that, they will charge you $5 right. for that. Yeah,
1: and that's, and that's totally fine. And I'd always say, like, if you're... Like, you want... If you're paying $5 for an app to a developer, you want that developer to make as much money as possible for yeah. that product so they can continue to develop And things. make it better, yeah. Um, you know, And support, one, the app that you just bought, and then two, future apps. So that's one view of a monopoly in, in our little tech sphere that we've got going on now. The other one, which came up last week with just super interesting conversations and interviews. I don't mm-hmm. know if you followed followed much of that but um this is from a very i am going to plug this website because it's phenomenal it's the fool it's fool.com and the organization is called the motley fool mm. and they die uh, i don't know if you've if you've heard of them yeah, remember, yeah. it's a it's a financial um uh, i don't know what you would even call it advice news source so they just they they do articles and give suggestions for financial investments and stuff. But um, so this is this is Leo Sun from the Motley Fool. Um, is Facebook a monopoly? Uh, Facebook is the dominant social network, but it doesn't dominate internet advertise. Or yeah, but it doesn't dominate internet advertising. So CEO Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg recently faced a congressional hearing sparked by the uh, revelation that data from 87 million Facebook users was improperly accessed by a data firm, Cambridge Analytica. We've gone over this many times. The hearing was filled with awkward questions and uh, that revealed that lawmakers didn't fully grasp Facebook's business model or its privacy practices. So Facebook is an advertising company. They sell advertisement, that's their business model. They're not a social media company, they're an advertising data firm. So in the midst of this, Senator Lindsey Graham asked Zuckerberg a question investors should have paid special attention to: Who's your biggest competitor? Zuckerberg seemed to struggle with his answer, saying that average American users or average American uses eight different apps per day to connect to their friends. Zuckerberg Zuckerberg didn't name those apps, but his count likely included at least four that are owned by Facebook. Yeah. The main app, the main Facebook app. Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Messenger, Facebook, and WhatsApp are the top three social apps in the United States on iOS, according to App Annie. Instagram rakes in the photo and video category ahead of YouTube and Snapchat, which is at, uh, not surprising and surprising at the same time. Because, yeah. I mean, YouTube's
0: freaking huge. Facebook videos are huge.
1: Huge. Yeah. Um... So, Graham then asked if Facebook held a monopoly on social networking market, to which Zuckerberg replied, it certainly doesn't feel like that to me. Well, isn't that special, Zuckerberg, you freaking demon? However, it isn't that simple. Let's examine three reasons why Facebook should be considered a monopoly and three reasons it shouldn't be. So, I'll we'll We won't go into like super deep into this because this is a very long, interesting article. And if you want to read more about it, um, again, it's the the fool doc, or fool Mon- the monthly Fool.
0: What are these headline reasons? Let's hear.
1: Okay, so the headlining reasons are. Um, I'll I'll briefly go through this. So Facebook could be considered a monopoly that it has too much power for three simple reasons: it's it's dominant use user base, its pricing power, and its lack of direct competition. So it's the largest social media network with 2.1 billion uh, monthly active users. Good lord. Um, YouTube is considered the second largest with one and a half billion. So it's got like almost three quarters of a billion more active users than YouTube. Uh, But it focuses on video rather than directly on social uh, connectivity. Uh, Facebook's WhatsApp and Messenger apps rank third and fourth respectively in terms of users. So WhatsApp has one and a half billion users, um, and Messenger is at one point three billion. The next best is WeChat, which is primarily a a Chinese. Yeah, I use uh, it for talk to my Chinese dude. Okay, they've got nine hundred and eighty nine million. So it's just, I mean, obviously in the ballpark, but it's it's not over a billion. Um, So Facebook generates most of its revenue by selling targeted ads and it throttles the number of available ad slots to boost ad prices. Um, so the user base is, is the primary reason why they're saying that this is a monopoly and that there's really, there is no other competition. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, Zuckerberg told Graham that Facebook's business overlaps with businesses of Google, Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft in quote different ways. That is true. But those companies, um, they're not really direct competitors as.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway is that these companies, there is competition in this space, but all of these competitors do something different. Like, right. That's the whole point, right, is to create like a social channel that doesn't interact the same way as another one. So it can be used in conjunction with that social channel, right? Yeah.
1: So the the reasons that they that Facebook isn't a monopoly, yet Facebook wouldn't be deemed as a monopoly if we consider three, these three other factors: its market share, the effectiveness of its ads, and the shifting demographic. So all three of those are are good points. Uh, Facebook's um, is a major player in internet advertising, but still no match for who Tony Google Google. Facebook's ad revenue rose forty nine percent. To $39.9 billion in 2017. While Google's ad revenues grew 20% to $95.4 billion. Good lord, over double Facebooks. Um, you could claim that Google and Facebook hold a duopoly in internet ads, but you couldn't claim that the smaller player holds a monopoly. Technically true, but I have some uh issues with with that line of reasoning. Facebook also isn't the best when it comes to ad effectiveness undercutting a case for a monopoly designation. A recent Cohen and Company survey of senior ad buyers found that 48% of respondents stated that Google's ads had a higher ROI while Facebook ranked second at 30%. So, a significant gap there. Lastly in the case Against a monopoly label, Facebook doesn't have an iron grip on all its users. The number of 12 to 17-year-old Facebook users in the U.S. fell 10% in 2016 and another 10%, another 11% excuse me, in 2017, according to eMarketer. Facebook is retaining some of those users through Instagram, but lots of them are heading over to Snapchat with Zuckerberg has named as a growing competitor. So they they uh the Monthly Fool, um kind of recaps some of those points, um which I won't do. We'll we'll use our own brains for recapping those pieces of information.
0: Oh, I got a recap for
1: you. Hit me with it.
0: Um, well,
1: hit me right in the Googles with right it. Right
0: in the Googles with it. I mean, honestly, like I don't think Facebook's a monopoly. Like I don't think by and I think as they point out, like by the definitions of a monopoly, um. They're clearly not not it right as far as what that specifically is. I think the problem, really, and I think the thing that that we don't really have grips on yet is like what social media is and and how we catalog those things Um, because it's a different word, you know. I think the thing the things going on in social media cannot be described through traditional capitalist market terms, right and by by kind of hoisting those things on it's so easy to dismiss the criticism as like you know that's not what that's not what we're talking like like you know i think a big conversation i'm gonna happen right now is like with twitter and facebook and like free speech right the first amendment you know um which is kind of what triggered in me like when i hear this stuff it's not like the financial monopoly aspect whatever like if you want to blame it tech 'em maybe it's Google, clearly, right? Like they're just a behemoth compared to what Facebook does. But, you know, I think the real conversation is, um, like when we allow we've allowed Facebook and Twitter and Google to um to become the public location for discourse and conversation. You know, um, they are the water cooler, they are the newspaper, they are Uh, the coffee shop, you know what I mean? Um, and by doing that, um, they've monopolized, like, uh, kind of the zeitgeist, right? And I I think that's much more powerful, much more profitable, and, um, much more dangerous than any kind of financial monopoly. Much more evil. Much more evil than any kind of financial monopoly, right? And, um, And so that's why I think we get into this weird space where it's like, you know, people want to bring up the First Amendment when Alex Jones gets banned. Alex Jones is an asshole. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an Alex Jones fan. Um, But I also think it's very scary to see people um, removed from the these platforms that have uh, through their sheer size and buying power, um, bought out any competitors, uh, bought out. Any like relevant ability to of like of like searchability in the space, and um, and created a a a cultural marketplace or a a public square that is uh, the only one available and designed by them. You know, and I think that's where the danger lies. I think you calling them a mono- monopoly like uh, like they kind of tried to grill Zuckerberg on. You know, it's so easy for him to be like, "Well, we're not a monopoly. Look at the numbers, right?" and and what I think what they are is something that's way more evil,
1: way more evil. Yeah. I agree. I hundred percent agree. That's perfectly said. Their potential, and I say potential, uh, like because they're they are doing it, so it's not really potential. Because I I believe they are uh, filtering. They're driving a lot of the narrative of things. Always. Um, always giving having them in control of any dissemination of information having one entity uh you know in control of the dissemination of information is you know terrible for um for educating the public but they're not it's not like back in the day with railroads mm-hmm. or AT&T was you know like the big AT and T telco monopoly,
0: or even Microsoft, where it got broken up for yeah Microsoft, yeah
1: Microsoft. Um, so like those those companies, um, they their monopolies impacted the consumer and in, impacted the consumer with like the the big problem with monopoly is price fixing mm-hmm. and like competitive dis- or, you know competitive lopsidedness and stuff and
0: access to products and services yeah right.
1: And it's the key thing with that is access to products and services that you need. Mm-hmm. And do people need computers and operating systems? No, but there's like a f- there's a reasonable expectation that you know you you should be able to have access to that. Like it's, it's I would say
0: currently you kind of do. Yeah, at it's some at some base level.
1: That's that's the only real argument I can think of is when something comes into the like well you have to be able to use a search engine in today's age to to function like you can't be realistically or reasonably assumed to go throughout your day without interacting with google that's where it starts becoming a problem but it's not costing you any money so how are you monopolizing uh, something just because you're the more popular option yeah and social media falls into that category to me because no one's forcing you to check your Facebook account or to look up, you know, friends from high school. No one's forcing you to do that. Um, so to say that it's a monopoly, because we know how quickly things can change, in you know, in this environment, you can have something replace... Um, facebook tomorrow oh yeah and you know it's it'd be like saying fortnite has a monopoly we need to break up fortnite i was like they're just a better product and more people are using it
0: i will say i think facebook and google properties in general have so much money that they do use that to combat competition right yeah like yeah no one the reason no one's going to challenge facebook is because facebook will buy them before they can or google will buy them to challenge facebook right like one of these large, you know, one of those two, basically large uh, ad sales, uh, kind of one of these platforms will deplatform whoever tries to challenge them because uh, they just have so much buying power.
1: But it's not, but it's not anti-consumerism. No, and that's what I mean. It's not. Yeah. I'm saying that's it's That's really I weird. I agree.
0: It's not a monopoly. Right. And that's why I think that's why I was saying like that's such a bad term for it. Yeah.
1: I get like, like squashing competition is bad bad for the consumer but it's harder to make that argument than it is with the the price fixing that comes with an actual with a true monopoly
0: and it's not and just because just because competition is willing to um be bought out does not mean that there's no uh that that people are unable to compete right like that's the thing like You can make a competitor to Facebook, right? Yeah, and you can work it like you don't really hard, but yeah, yeah, you could. Like they're not going to hostily take over your company. It's not public, right? Right. Like it's a private company. You can operate it. You can challenge it. You can you can try to create a better product, and you very well could succeed. And if you are willing to not take the hundreds of millions of maybe billions of dollars they offer you. you might be able to dethrone them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Facebook
1: dethroned MySpace. Yeah.
0: Facebook dethroned MySpace, and you know MySpace dethroned Friendster. But I'm still holding on for a Friendster comeback. Yeah. You that know? would be great. Yeah. yeah would I be keep great. updating my Friendster just in case, <laughs> just so I can be uh, you know I right on the top.
1: Yeah. I mean, all all it takes is like one huge Twitter petition. You know, like, who's the biggest social media personality?
0: Um, like, one of the Kardashians yeah, or something. Kardashian like,
1: if, if the Kardashian girls just all said, you know what, fuck Facebook, we're all going back to MySpace, it, Facebook would be, like, would be screwed. I think it
0: would have to be a new thing. Because I do think that a lot of people, like, Facebook has become, like, like such a, it's not even about, like, it being good or popular. It's like we already convinced all of our parents to sign up for it, so it's like ah, eh, it's what they're all on. You know what I mean? It's how like my dad knows I'm alive is like by Facebook posts or or Facebook chatting. You know, it's um, it's 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 hard to make a change. Like it's one of those things that are so ingrained now that a change would take time. But you are correct. If the right, if the right personalities or a group of personalities decided, this is the new thing. This is better. Yeah. This is what we're going to kind of flock to it would definitely take off but uh, i think it
1: has to be a movement at this point yeah not google because i think google has some consumer benefits to it that um are going to be really really hard it's not like bing if someone if everyone was like okay everyone just we're going to be binging everything from now on it's like bing isn't going to all of a sudden be the replacement for google because google's algorithms are really what helped create it Um, Facebook was really like a vacuum that helped create it. Like there wasn't anything that Facebook was doing particularly different from MySpace, really, or, you know, any other competitor that created, it was just like, well, everyone else is here. So I have to be here. It's, it's just like, I don't even know how to, how to like what analogy you could place on that. It's just like, it's where everyone is. So it grew as a result of the fact that it was popular and it's kind of chicken and egg thing a little bit, but it just whatever environment caused all the kids to go onto that and that built on it, Google is not going to have that same shift, but there needs to be a movement to say, okay, we're now all going to log into this platform to share our stupid one-liners and pictures of our dogs and food.
0: Google's so smart. They just found such a powerful way to leverage big data while also providing um, a lot of consumer benefit to participating in that big data experiment right yeah
1: i mean google maps and youtube and the and I the, mean when
0: gmail first came out like, yeah gmail like when gmail first came out like i got like an early gmail you know it's just like first initial last name at yeah gmail i get like random gmails for everybody because yeah i always typo it but uh, i got an early gmail and people were like begging for gmail beta invites right like when it first came out yeah and you're like why but you remember at that time, like, Hotmail was the competitor? Yeah. And Hotmail was so bad. Yeah, it right? was not like, good. Yeah. Like, Gmail was such a breath of fresh air Yeah, as far as, like, what you got that it was like, yeah, I don't care if you, like, skim my emails. You know what I mean? And, like, take out keywords. Well, like, you don't
1: even the, – the average person doesn't know that's happening because even just hearing you say that now, like, I had Hotmail for a long time. And when you say, like, Hot, Gmail was so much better than Hotmail – just if i take away my knowledge of the technology and just think yeah it really was and from you know like at the time i didn't know why but i got so much crap on hotmail yeah like it did their filtering was terrible
0: their interface was bad their filtering was bad. yeah
1: interface was was not good so then gmail comes along and now all of a sudden i have my inbox is just emails that i want to read you can auto push them to your calendar. Yeah, you and it, can, it just it was like yeah. this is kind of weird. Like this just looks so much cleaner, and you don't really know why, but it just this is more clean and relevant to me. You, you log into Hotmail because you've got some you know account uh, password reset, and you're like, oh yeah. crap, I got to log into Hotmail, which I still have to do that every once in a while. And I'm like, oh my god, and it's just like like Viagra and porn and like prints of wherever it wants. I have a your social- mail
0: that is like. The oh, filthiest God. place. Like, you cannot go in there. Yeah, it's you know? <laughs> just, you're just like,
1: what is this? How yeah. is this not, like, murdered me? Yeah,
0: it's disgusting. But, you know, yeah, they really, like, gave you so much for your information that it was, it didn't feel as bad when they kind of... And
1: they don't, and this is what happened last week. This is a lot of the information that came out last week, is their ass, this, I'm going to blank on the guy's name, but it was Zuckerberg, it was the co-founder of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about just the, these big data companies where they have just pages and pages of user agreement stuff. And the the this interviewer, I think it was 60 Minutes or something. It was like some big network that was asking, was interviewing this guy. And they said, okay, if you pared down that big user agreement to a couple sentences, what would it say? And the guy goes, it would say we're using all of your data. Yeah. And you would, not, and people would not click yes to that. But when you sign up for Gmail, and it's all of the you know uh, inbox placement, and you won't get junk mail and promotional emails, and a separate thing. Like how how do you think they're doing that?
0: Yeah, Gmail's done a good job too. Of until lately, I feel like lately it's gotten worse. But not being so overt in their targeted marketing, right? Like it was sort of just targeted enough that you didn't feel so violated where Facebook seems to relish in making you feel violated by how precisely they can target you with marketing, you know, like here's a shirt with your name on it. You're just like, what? Like what? You know, like why, you know, or, or like, here's your dad's favorite this. And you're just like, it's father's day. And it's just like, you need to stop. Like you can't, like, this is too much. Like, it's so in your face that right. they're like, hey, we're reading all your shit and selling it. I so hope you like it. But, uh, but yeah, they're all scumbags.
1: Yeah. Well, and the crazy part is, too, like, you, you give facebook a lot of that information willingly yeah google do you don't yeah they just find that out which is which you're right is like way creepier and you know facebook you know hey pick your favorite bands yeah you know what, what other interests do you have yeah. you're like i mean i remember setting that stuff up going like oh yeah i like this car company and i like this band and i go to this it's movie. funny how you
0: thought it was fun oh you, yeah, yeah. it's
1: like oh this is a list of movies that i like You're like dude they're just gathering data for you and i will say it again if something is free
0: you are the product that's a good note to go out on right yeah all right that's it for us today we love you typs out there uh make sure to com or uh after this jesus
1: tech, yeah, the pizza. <laughs> if you have any if you disagree with us in any measurable way or agree with us um please send us an email at com. <sighs> gmail.com
0: <laughs> it's on just point them to the website okay because the fair email's enough. on there
1: yeah well i wanted to highlight the fact that our our, our tech, yeah, that's yeah true. gmail.com Um uh, but yeah go to techyapodcast.com and and send us send us a note about this topic if you feel like facebook or google are monopolies or not or why um or an example of a, a company that you think is a you know a monopoly for whatever reason or
0: what you thought about the uh, pikachu movie
1: or Mm -hmm. yeah give us your review (laughs) of of tony's take all
0: right we love you guys thank you so much for listening and uh we'll talk to you soon bye bye